Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Today we're going to continue with our topic on loyalty in the Bible. And I tell you, there's so many friends uh, in the, the church, in the family of God, who have been so loyal and supportive for many years and, and things like that. And yeah, that includes you. <laughs> and uh, today uh, we are going to study, uh, you know, this is a topic that I want everyone who plan to get married, you know, <laughs> Why are you laughing there? <laughs> you know, this is a character, you know, that we want before getting into marriage, you know, you know, giving a vow. Uh, because marital commitment is really tough. It's high, you know. So the, the marital commitment is uh, necessary, is part of the character. I mean, the loyalty character. Okay, so by the way, uh, last week, my original plan was to teach in this, uh, in an arena, uh, you know, let's say, to teach this topic starting or beginning with the loyalty of God, okay? God's loyalty, you know, how He demonstrated His loyalty towards us, and then Jesus' loyalty to us, and then uh, loyalty in the family, and then loyalty to people. Now, I, because it was uh, Mother's Day, Okay, mm. so there was a sudden change, okay, because it's Mother's Day. So we started with the story of uh, Naomi, Naomi and Ruth, and Ruth. And so I, 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 you know, I changed the the way the the arrangement of this uh, topic of this teaching. Instead of starting with God's loyalty, let us you know resume with, from the story of Naomi and Ruth. And then we'll end up with God's loyalty, maybe. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, but uh, this is a long topic. And uh, it's a topic that is not uh, widely shared or discussed in the, in, the, in, the, in the church because it's really tough. And it, it's also confrontational and it's going to deal with character. And it's not just about faithfulness. It's more than that because this is a combination of different traits. You know, your love, if you love God, you will obey Him. So it, it is going to touch love. It's going to touch obedience. It's going to touch... Commitment. Commitment, okay? It's, now, we have three to four levels of commitment, but this is the highest form of commitment, which is marital commitment. Uh, what else? Faithfulness. Yes. Uh, the, the attachment. I mean, there's so many things involved when you talk about loyalty. Yes, that's one. So we're going to discuss all of those. But first, uh, going back uh, last, uh, last week, the scripture that we read to you, what's the book? Uh, Ruth, Ruth chapter 1, beginning from verse 1 to verse 19. Okay. Okay, thank you. Uh, it's there. Okay, so today we're going to uh, summarize it and uh, let's put a, uh, what do you call this? A, a definition. 
Okay? From the observation that Ate Pulin and I, last Sunday, <laughs> you know, we, we were discussing and we discovered things, right? So, I, I like to, you know, discover the, 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 the Word of God, you know, with you guys who are watching us online. Okay? So, let's all together open our scriptures, open the scriptures, open your Bibles, and then let's read. So, because we read it already, let us uh, give the definition number one. Loyalty. Loyalty works like a glue. It bonds people to stick together through thick and thin. Ruth, uh, chapter 1, verses 1 to 19. Okay, so we don't need to explain that further because it was explained last week. So again, loyalty works like a glue. Glue. Okay. Uh, any question? Any? Okay. All right, number two. Loyalty is decided upon and given. It does not happen nor appear suddenly out of nowhere. You will have to make an oath to someone. But first, you must think about it, weigh it carefully, and decide to yourself before you pledge loyalty. Mm -hmm. Such commitment resolves to make the relationship become inseparable. Okay, so again, we have the scripture. Uh, a reference for this uh, point number two is Ruth chapter 1 from verse 17 to 18. Okay? Uh, we've been emphasizing that last week. So we're not going to do that again today. All right? So point number three, loyalty. Definition loyalty number three. is as the metaphor of a rubber band. Rubber band. Okay. If you stretch a rubber band mm -hmm. to its maximum reach... It will spring back once you let go of it. That's right. In the same manner, you can't dismiss a loyal person. They are determined to follow you even without you coercing them. If you drive them away, they will come back to you the soonest possible. Okay. That is in Ruth chapter, uh, chapter 1, verses 8 to 18. Actually, today we're going to read another story Okay, that is in line to Ruth chapter 1, verse 8 to 18. So no matter how a mother-in-law Naomi tried to send uh, Ruth. Like she's driving them away. Yes. Go back <laughs> to your people. Go back to serve your gods. Go back. You know, you find a new husband. Something like that. But you know what? Uh, Ruth decided. And he, the Bible says she, she was determined okay, to stick to her mother-in-law. To, to embrace her mother-in-law's people and God, okay? Mm. And that leads us to the next point, okay? Point number four or definition number four for loyalty in this, based on the story of Ruth, okay, number four. Loyalty is like the multiple relationships formed in a marriage covenant. Mm -hmm. You married one person, but you gained your covenant partner's family. Mm -hmm. The vow and relationship you made to one person will integrate you to the immediate family. Mm -hmm. In the same way, the scope of true loyalty will affect the cover and cover and cover yes. three layers. That's right. The personal level, mm -hmm. the family or community level, mm -hmm. and the faith level. That's right. Ruth pledged loyalty to a person, to the person's people group, and to the person's belief or God. That's right. That's in Ruth chapter 1, verses 16 to 17. That's right. So, loyalty, in a sense, is uh, true loyalty will affect, okay? The coverage 
uh, of loyalty will affect, will reach even uh, to, the, to the faith level of the person. Okay? You know, if, if, if you do not agree to the belief or to the God of, of, uh, of, of the leader, you cannot pledge loyalty to that leader, right? Because you, you, cannot, you do not deserve the same God. But you see, that's why when you, the, I mean, Naomi pledged loyalty to, to no, 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 reverse. Ruth, Ruth, Ruth pledged, pledged loyalty, loyalty to, to Naomi. Naomi. She was determined and she was very certain, okay, of her, when, when she pledged her life. Remember, she said, may, may God deal with me so severely if I leave you, something like that. So you see, uh, Ruth pledged with her life, okay, because she, she is certain, okay, she is really uh, de determined to support Naomi, the person, Naomi's family or community, okay, that's the ethnic group. That involves the culture too. Yes, the culture, of course. Because Ruth is a Moabite. That's right. So, um, and, and Naomi is a, a Hebrew. So, mm -hmm. they have a somehow different culture, different um, tradition perhaps. Uh -huh. uh, but um, Ruth embraced everything uh, Naomi believed or stands for. That's right. Uh, I think you need your, to move the mic closer. So, uh, besides that, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. She said it already. Okay, so that's number four. Number four. I hope, guys, you're learning something. That's why you, you, you just can't uh, say you're loyal to God only or to the person only. You, you have to see it, it, it comes with a three-dimensional uh, three thing. It's, it's a, what do you call this? It's a package. Okay? Amen? Uh, just like we said last, uh, last week, that uh, if you were Ruth, what do you have in Bethlehem waiting for you? Nothing, okay? Uh, if you follow, uh, and if Ruth follows her mother-in-law, Naomi, back to Bethlehem, okay? There's nothing for her there except for Naomi, of course, mm. okay? But you see, uh, although Ruth have no friends, no relatives in Bethlehem, but she chose. Okay, she chose to follow her mother-in-law there. Okay, so, um, so going back to point number four, that loyalty is going to affect, you know, it's like a multiple relationships formed in a marriage covenant. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect beyond the, the person that you pledge your life uh, to or with. Um, Thus, if you love God, you must also love God's people. Okay? So if you're a Christian, you should love your brethren. You Amen. cannot say you love God, but you hate the brothers. You search yourself. If you have hatred in your heart, and that's not good, you have to deal with it. Okay? Um, uh, if you hate Israel, okay, let's say, okay, because, you know, recently there's, I mean, even now the war is going on there. Now, people, you know, they choose sides, you know, and, and there's so many fake news, okay? <laughs> fake stories. <laughs> uh, uh, you have to know who, to whom to listen to, uh, to get your reports, your news, your, your information, because it's very important, you know. Uh, 
there are especially uh, that's why we have messianic Jews uh, some friends who came to Davao and and mentioned about the Midianites okay <laughs> there are many uh, what do you call this media uh, Mainstream, mainstream media. Okay, there, there's so many. You know, they they, they just feature to you the, the you know and then share an incomplete uh, information. So anyway, um, so guys, if you hate Israel, then you don't love God. Okay, take note of that. If you love God, you will receive His Son Jesus Christ. If you love God, so you cannot love God and refuse to believe in His Son Jesus. It's a package. All right. So. Um, so again, why is loyalty associated to marriage covenant? Because true loyalty requires marital commitment. Now we go to uh, we go to the fifth point, fifth fifth definition for uh, loyalty. Now this time it's uh, I rephrased or, or uh, you know I don't know how maybe three times I rephrased the statement because uh, it's hard to put so many scriptures, fuse them into one sentence <laughs> so been studying uh, and then uh, at the last minute I, I gave Jonathan I said to Jonathan hey I re-edited point number five so here it is point number five I think that's the last one uh, yeah okay the compatibility of loyalty in a family re relationship setting no, no, no. oh sorry Okay. Last. Okay. okay. The compatibility of loyalty in a family setting. That's right. Our uh, reference is 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 12, and Philippians 2:22 and John 8:35. Mm -hmm. Those who willingly submit themselves to God, God's delegated authorities, like children, adopts loyalty over time, conform them, themselves to make themselves fit for. Oh, no, no. oh, wait, wait. Fit for what? Para siyang ganito ba? Uh, after children, you put a comma. Okay. Okay, again. <laughs> Those who willingly submit themselves to God's delegated authorities like children yes. adopts loyalty over time. That's right. Or com conform themselves to, to or make themselves fit for. Yes. It begins and goes through a natural process of growing a meaningful friendship something that is not demanded or solicited. Mm -hmm. When the relationship shifts to a family-like relationship, most likely the love, the trust, the bond, respect, and commitment formed between them is solidified to something permanent and inseparable by heart. In short, loyalty is easier to practice, more comfortable in a parent and child relationship Compared to a boss-employee relationship. Yes, compared to an employer-employee relationship, you know, uh, you know, because in, in that uh, particular scenario, uh, they are there, they're serving faithfully because for as long as they get some salary, you know, uh, they serve. Okay, but the moment there is no salary, then the 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 employer-employee relationship is gone. Okay, so the basis here is not based on love. I'm not, not all, not okay, all. not all, because there are some institution, institutions, there are some, uh, uh, what do you call this, uh, businesses, 
companies you know, that are you know family based they are uh, a godly uh, a christian uh, they adapt christian dynamics yes and they they care also for their employees yes i i mean for one uh, for one besides the bible school they you know uh, i talking about business you know i i remember the uh, the business of uh, the coffee uh, no 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 it's it, the, the no the, the what? what fruit is that the violet ah mangosteen mangosteen MX3, right? <laughs> I forgot this fruit. You know, it's 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 rich in antioxidants. It's, it looks violet. Uh, is it violet? Yes. The color. Okay. Purple. Okay, MX3. Okay, I mean we visited their office I think twice, and they have like a, a, a time to pray together, all of them, and they, they you know they minister. It's not just uh, an just the usual business. Okay, like the secular uh, business that you see in the world, but you see they highly honor God. Okay, they, they put God first in everything. Okay, the whole day. So anyway, uh, that's uh, the point is it's different. No, when uh, um, when the scenario, when the atmosphere is a family atmosphere, because it's easier. Now, uh, I'd like to drive this point. Okay. Those who willingly submit themselves to God's delegated authorities like children, okay? This is important to understand. Adopts loyalty or conforms themselves to become loyal or make themselves fit for uh, this, this uh, trait called loyalty, okay? Because, uh, you know, uh, it demands submission, okay? Uh, it begins and goes through the natural process. Now, I learned this from my pastor, you know, from my mentor, uh, my spiritual father, Pastor Ras, uh, Pastor Wesley Ras. Actually, uh, he said that, you know, such relationship develop over time and you don't have to force it. You don't tell people. No, so he, when he was teaching me this, he said, you do not demand, you do not tell people, hey, you should call me father. <laughs> I mean, no offense to other pastors. I know there are a lot of pastors who really establish their, 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 their position, how they, are, they want to be addressed by their disciples from the very beginning that uh, they should call them uh, papa or tatay or that. No, no offense to you if that's your church culture, that's fine. But uh, what I'm referring to is uh, the, the teaching that I uh, received from my spiritual mentor where he said that uh, it is uh, not good if it is, you know, something that is commanded. You know, you command people to call you father. But, you know, you don't do that because, you know, we are all brothers and sisters. But over time, when the relationship develops and, and they realize that you can be trusted. Remember, Kuyabadi uh, also mentioned this. People doesn't care how much you know until they know how much you care. You see, you see Paul, uh, he, he also mentioned about being desirous of you. I think in somewhere in Thessalonians. Um, so you see that uh, these things... The, 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 the relation, this kind of family atmosphere or relationship, okay, develops over yeah, time. Yeah, it comes naturally. It comes naturally, okay? So it's not something that we command people, hey, you, you are now my child. And then, of course, uh, 
you know, in counseling, we understand how the mind, you know, some people think, oh, I have a father. Why should I call you father? <laughs> there, yeah, there but is, I, I there's think there's going to be a struggle a, inside because it's not yeah, normal. It's, it's not developed natural. through time. Yes. And uh, as, as the, the relationship deepens, mm -hmm. so is, uh, you know, loyalty is being developed somehow. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, uh, yeah. It's Your a natural process. That's right. Because loyalty is now the end result. It's a byproduct, okay, of that relationship, that mutual uh, relationship. You know, it, because we were designed for, created for relationships. So this comes naturally. That's why Pastor has said it comes naturally. Just, just, just wait it. Because you will know. That's why Paul said, do not, do not lay your hands hastily. Okay, when my pastor said, observe what God is doing to, to people. Okay, don't, don't just raise somebody and, and, and put, give them position and things like that because you don't know who will be loyal to you. Okay? Uh, uh, this is true and, and this is something that, uh, uh, you know, it, it's hard to mention, it's hard to teach on this matter because uh, it's gonna, um, it could be offensive to many people. Uh, but, you know, going back to the Bible, this, this is an exemplary kind of character that uh, we don't find uh, often, often, okay? To, is that the right pronunciation? Often, yeah. often? Okay, often, <laughs> whatever. Okay, we don't, you know, see that uh, in, 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 in many, even in, in, in the Bible. It's not much, okay? Um, that's why it says... When the relationship shifts to a family-like relationship, then most likely, okay, the love, trust, bond, respect, commitment, okay, is so, also concretized, okay? So um, that's why we, we, we told you that the word loyalty is one word, but it, ha it is uh, somehow a combination of many traits. Of yes. Yes. Right. So meaning to say your love must be 100%, <laughs> commitment 100%, um, your trust must be 100% or your faithfulness. You have mm -hmm. to be faithful. I mean, you are determined to be faithful 100%. And then your attachment man, 100%. So you see there's, you have to, you know, fuse that into one. The result, the, the, the end behavior, what you see, the result is what? Loyalty. Okay. Um, all right, so that is number, what's number? Uh, number five. So now, our friends, we just gave you the, the definition. We, we want to give you some scriptures so we can read them, okay? Uh, let's read 2 Kings uh, chapter 2, verses 1 to 14. That's a long read, but uh, it's a good one, okay? So if you have your Bibles with you, do you have it? You have yeah. It there. That's a screen. Okay, it's in their screen, but uh, it's good to read them. It's a long read. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, we want you to open your Bibles or gadgets. Okay. <laughs> On Second days. Kings chapter two, verses one to fourteen. Mm -hmm. So this is the story of the um, Elijah Elisha relationship. Okay, verse 1. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, 
Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Mm -hmm. Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. Wow. So they went down to, Be to Bethel. Mm -hmm. Verse 3. The company of the prophets at Bethel came out to Elisha and asked, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, Elijah replied, so be quiet. Verse 4. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, Elisha. The Lord has sent me to Jericho. And he replied, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to Jericho. The company of the prophets at Jericho went up to Elisha and asked him, Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I know, he replied, so be quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here. The Lord has sent me to, to the Jordan. And he replied, As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked on. Fifty men from the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance, facing the place where Elijah and Elisha has, had stopped at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, mm. and struck the water with it. Mm -hmm. The water divided to the right and to the left, mm -hmm. and the two of them crossed Cross. over on dry, dry ground. ground. When they had crossed, <coughs> excuse me. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit, Elisha replied. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah said. Yet, if you see me when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, it will not. Verse 11. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and, and, the separ and separated the two of them, and Elijah went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his garment and tore it in two. Elisha then picked up Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. Verse 14, he took the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. Where now is the Lord, where now is the Lord, the God of Elijah? He asked. When he struck the water, it divided to the right and to the left and he crossed over. Amen. Amen. So, you notice that um, Elisha is so kulit. 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 Makulit. Doesn't want to <laughs> leave. Yeah. Or be apart from Elijah. Okay. Going back, uh, how many times? How many times uh, did Elijah instructed Elisha to stay? To stay. Because the Lord has instructed him to go to another, uh, the, the next uh, place. You see? Three times. Three times. Because they were uh, from Gilgal to Bethel, and then Bethel to Jericho, and Jericho to Jordan. Jordan. So three times. So three times, uh, Elijah told Elisha to stay, but Elisha, okay, 
it was unsubmissive. <laughs> you see, why? Why is that? Okay, we will try to give some uh, insights later. But uh, just like Atilibot said, uh, Elisha is makulit. Okay, uh, Atipulin said clingy. Okay, that's the word clingy. You, uh, they they value the relationship. They they just don't want to let go. Okay, and uh, but there is a reason. There is a reason we're gonna we're gonna mention that. Uh, but I want to show you the the opposite servant. Okay, the opposite uh, the the other uh, character, uh, another personality. Okay, because Elijah had another servant attendant. Okay. Uh, in 1st Kings chapter 19 verse 3 Elijah was afraid and remember uh, the threat from Jezebel. Jezebel so Elijah ran for his life uh, verse 1st Kings 19 verse 3 says when he came to Be Beersheba in Judah he left his servant there okay and then servant okay boss go ahead i mean you know very obedient right but Elisha is different i mean you see, when Elisha was plowing, you know, he's doing double, okay? Supposedly, in, in during their time, uh, the maximum number of oxen uh, that you, you know, when you're plowing the, the, field. the field is six, six, six animals, okay? But what Elisha did was that six here, six here, so that's 12, <laughs> So this guy is somehow extreme in what he does. <laughs> yeah, lisod na gani ng isa lang, isa lang na na sani kabaw. Yeah, maybe God. Magdaro ka. I mean, one of the features that Elijah have, and because Elijah was like uh, a bit like uh, surrendering with the threat from uh, Jezebel. Jezebel, but you know. Looking at Elisha, this guy is not afraid of anything. <laughs> He's a very radical person. <laughs> He's a very radical person. But uh, we're talking. We're, uh, what we want to talk about is the relationship between the two of them. Okay. So uh, at, after that, verse nine. But there's a comparison. Right? Uh huh. Uh huh. There's a comparison. Of course, the anointing was double on, on Elisha's life. That's why Elijah said, tell me what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit, okay? Let me have, let me get. Let me inherit a double portion of your spirit or a double portion of your anointing. Why did Elisha said that? Now, we must consider tradition. We must consider the culture, okay? During their time, even in the Old Testament, because you see, it's the age of... Uh, you know, we have the age of the fathers, okay? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and then the age of the sons, all right? And then now the age of the Holy Spirit, the church, mm -hmm. church age, okay? So during that time, they understood something that children are ears. Hello? Are you hearing this? Children are ears, okay? They are uh, the, uh, a rightful Ears. Uh, ears, or they will inherit uh, the, the, the properties or, or, or uh, possession of their ancestors or, or of their parents. parents. Tagapagmana. Tagapagmana. 
Okay? That's why he said in verse 9, Let me inherit a double portion of your anointing. And Elisha is also a demanding person. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is a demanding person. Okay, look. So as they were walking along, uh, talking, etc., suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them, and Elisha went up to heaven and were Verse 12 says, Elisha saw this and cried out, My father, my father. So you understand, Elisha see himself as a son. son. Elisha, okay, submitted to Elijah as a son. That's why he addressed Elijah as my father, my father. Okay, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. So you see, uh, with people who are loyal, actually, I'm not the original of this. I mean, the, 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 so a lot of these principles came from, uh, uh, who's this writer? Uh, Doug Howard Mills. Okay, <laughs> Doug Howard Mills about loyalty and disloyalty. So, so um, uh, Elijah, Elijah said, my father, my father. So you can see that uh, he willingly submitted himself as a son to, to Elijah. Elijah. Okay? And that, those who are loyal, okay, son-like loyalty, naturally, you know, are, uh, inherits <laughs> even the anointing. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, the greatest possession and treasure and property or whatever you call it, okay, of Elijah is what? The cloak. What else does he have? Does he have a mansion? Does he have mm -hmm. silver and gold? No. Elijah is a man who walks with the power of God. <laughs> and, so, and so this guy, Elisha, you know, knew about it and, and that he knew that Elijah is about to be taken away. No, no. Look, before you can inherit something from your parents, your, you know, or before they die, Okay, they will grant you the, mm. the, the, your, inheritance. your inheritance. But the thing here is that <laughs> Elijah will not die physically. He will be taken away. So it is as though as he is still out of this world. But the principle on the, 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 the inheritance being passed on to the next generation, mm. okay, okay, it's, it's still on. It's, it's, um, um, it's at work. It's at work, okay? So the point here, friends, is that Elisha made himself to behave, to act, to, to live as though he is a child. He is a son. And up to the last moment, he said, my father, my father. You see, that's the thing. Because you see, a son-like relationship and loyalty is something that cannot be uh, taken from you. If you are a son, you, you know your 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 sonship cannot be taken from you. That's right. <laughs> okay, like like my children. You know, it's not just we have a uh, the same DNA, same uh, blood came from dad and mom. It's not like that, uh, just that, but we know as children they will remain our children even if we argue, we fight, we separate. But the, the thing is, there and is even still, if they get married, if they get married, we are still their parents. Uh, yeah, that, that's still... something that we can not. <laughs> uh, that's 
that cannot be un- undone. Uh, undo. Like, undo. I'm sorry. Okay, so now uh, we're talking about the Old Testament, and so he wanted an inheritance. Elisha wanted an inheritance. So this inheritance is passed down. And then, look, Elijah doesn't have children. I mean, doesn't have biological children. Mm. No one to pass the anointing. And Elisha was excited. Okay. <laughs> now, now uh, look, Verse 12, it says, The chariots and horsemen of Israel so took his... Okay, then he took... Elisha took his garment and tore it in two. What? You see, gigisi niya ang ihang dress. His own garment, he, he tore it apart. Why? Because he's going to... What? He's going to use... Elijah's cloak. Elijah's... Cloak. Cloak. And he doesn't care if it smells or uh, it's unwashed. <laughs> There's no, uh, what do you put in the clothes? Uh, fabric. Um, fabric conditioner. Conditioner, no fabric conditioner. It's the sweat anointing. And, 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 and you know what? He, he tore his own clothes, okay, his own garment. And then, why? You know, like in a wedding uh, we, the sand ceremony, you know, the, the, the two containers uh, of sand represents the two individual lives of the couple. And then when they pour it in the family container, you know, it, when they empty their, their container, their, their jar individual of... Yeah, containers. They, in, they empty their individual lives, their single lives. And so once it's empty, now they are united. And so this is symbolic... And what Elisha did was he tore his uh, garment, meaning to say he doesn't want to go back to his old uh, life, old, uh, what do you call this? Um, Some old anointing, old wineskin. Uh, yes, this is uh, what he does. Routine, yeah, the old routine, the the... He was busy in the field. You know, he doesn't want to go back there. So what he did was what? <coughs> he tore it. So now I'm no longer, I do not look like a farmer. I'm going to use the cloak that make me look like a prophet. <laughs> a real prophet, guys. So now, <laughs> he's wearing it. Okay. Now he looks like a prophet. And then, you know what happened? He, he used the same and then said, where's the God of Elijah? The Boom, and then God of Elijah, the God of Elijah. Okay, oh, yeah. where's the God of Elijah? So, um, the the water parted and he crossed crossed over. Now, guys, um, I have a question. Why did God inst- Why did God inst- uh, Why did God instructed Elijah to move from Gilgal to Bethel to Jericho to Jordan before he can be extracted? Okay, why? Can God not take Elijah at Gilgal? Can God not take Elijah at Bethel or, 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 or at Jericho? You know, God can rapture you anywhere, right? But how come God was telling, you know, he will tell Elijah, hey, Elijah, uh, okay, tell your disciple to stay there and then you go to this place. <laughs> Let's see if he follows. Ah, so you see, 
God can rapture Elijah anywhere, friends. But there is a point where God, you know, instructed Elijah to move from to move one from place one to place another. to another for the extraction point. It is to what? It is to test, okay, Elijah, Elijah. okay, ah, Elisha. I believe it was to test Elisha's determination how much or how far he can go as a disciple, as a follower. So you see, loyalty will be tested, friends. And it says, Elisha understood the inheritance rights of children. Okay? It's a custom, it's a tradition, it's a practice. Heirs who inherit property are typically what? Children. So they understood that in those days when Elijah was taken and, and the most valuable property of Elijah uh, was Elisha's target, which is the anointing. Okay, and it is something that can be passed down as an inheritance. So he must be proven, he must prove himself to be worthy as a son. Uh, that's in verse 12. Okay, and then he said, my father, my father, etc. So, but I have a question. What was the cue? What could be the cue for Elisha to possibly inherit the anointing? What gave Elisha the thought that he could have the anointing. What do you think? Okay? Or what made Elisha think that he can have uh, Elijah's anointing? Well, in fact, not just the anointing, but he wants double. <laughs> okay, guys, go back to 1 Kings 19. Let's read 1 Kings 19. Now, this is very interesting, friends. This is very interesting. Okay, I've been reading this, but uh, the Lord gave me a different uh, insight about this. Please read. Okay, 1 Kings uh, chapter 19, 19 verses 19 to 21. Mm -hmm. So Elijah went from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the 12th pair. <laughs> Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. No, 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 wait, wait. 12 pair? So that's 12 pair. That's 24. Right? 24 pieces. 24. So, uh, sorry for uh, the mistake a while ago that I said I, I thought it was just 12. But so this 12 is, here, 12 yeah, the other on side. Each, on each hand, 12 here, 12 here. So, you add 12, 12. 24. 24. So, he's really extreme. Okay? All right. Then verse 20. Mm -hmm. Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Uh -huh. Let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, he said. And then I will come, come with you. Mm -hmm. Go back, Elijah replied. What have I done to you? Verse 21. So Elisha left him and went back. He took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. Mm. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah and became his servant. Again, 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 people. This guy called Elisha, okay, is <laughs> weird, okay? Why? Take a look at this. So Elijah, because, you know, God told Elijah to anoint Elisha as the successor, okay? That's the precedent, preceding verses uh, God told Elijah. So there is already the, the, the call of God. But so Elijah went 
from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen. And he himself was driving the 12 pair. He, he's got the strong arms, okay? Very strong. You know what? Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. You know, you, you know he was like uh, plowing the field and then there's a cloak nag-touch sa iyang shoulder. And then what? There were, there were no words. Nothing. Mm. What happened? Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. He ran. So look at this. Look at this. Take a look. Elijah threw his cloak around him. Okay? How far is that? Ate what do you think? How many? How far uh, is, did Elijah, Elijah throw his cloak around uh, on uh, Elijah? Maybe when you say around him, you just uh, Elijah just threw his cloak and then it covered um, Elijah somehow. It's but it did not. Him. It did not say it hit Elijah. No, that's why it's around him. It's. Around him. Yeah, it's... Maybe around him. You know, he's standing. Literally around him. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's both. Either either on him yes. or just beside him, around him, on the ground. Okay, doesn't matter. But, but look at verse 20. It says, Elisha then left his oxen and ran after Elijah. Meaning to say it's, it's a long distance. Because he ran after Elijah. Because if it's too close, you know, you cannot run. The Bible says he ran. <laughs> no, no, not that far. Far. So I think it's just, you know... Uh, you Maybe know. after Elijah threw his cloak and then he went away. And so, nagukod lang ba? Hinabol lang niya si Elijah. Elisha nag... Iniwan niya yung oxen and then hinabol niya si okay. Elijah. Anyway, but we, we see that there is a distance between Elijah and Elisha that Elisha has to run to Elijah. And then he said, let me kiss my father and my mother goodbye. And there was no words, right? He said, mm. But he understood that he was invited. You know, when, when a prophet throw a, a cloak at you, you are being invited to be a disciple. I think it is also understood in their culture? culture, that once you uh, like like Jesus would easily tell the 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 fishermen that come and follow me. Yeah, that's maybe right. that's the way they they. Mm -hmm. Oh, instead of saying, I mean Elijah, instead of saying it, come follow me, just throw his uh, that's cloak. Right. But just like Naomi. To her daughter-in-law, he said, go back. <laughs> Drive he said, away na this verse 20 <laughs> said, go back. Elijah replied, what have I done to you? Or what have I done to you? What? I did not say anything. <laughs> I, I'm adding to it. But he said, what have I done to you? Why are you following me? Go back. Okay. Now, interestingly, verse 21, read it, guys. It says, so Elijah left him. Oh, he obeyed. But and went back. Not really. Not really. <laughs> He really went back. Okay. He went back to do something. To do something. What, what, what was that? He took his, his yoke, yoke of, of oxen, oxen and slaughtered them. All, like 24 of them. What? 
nag oh, nagkumbira yeah, sa Bisaya papakumbira okay pyesa hikai okay he was so happy but anyway look he took the yoko box and slaughtered them he burned the plowing equip plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people and they ate okay this tells me and this is a message to Elijah from Elisha. Okay, the, uh, Elisha, Elisha was telling Elijah, take me with you. I have nothing left here. Like I'm leaving I have nothing to this, do. I'm leaving this. Yes, I'm leaving this. Uh, look. Everything. Yes. Look, sir. Uh, look, uh, prophet Elijah. Elijah. You see, I'm not going back. I'm going to destroy the equipment <laughs> and kill all the, the, oxen. the oxen, okay? Uh, yes, it's all or nothing. Thank you, Ate Pauline. It's all or nothing. And, and that's it. No, I have no more business here to return to. Hmm. So you might as well take me with you. Okay? So then he set out to follow Elijah. So you see, that is the background. Why is Elisha, you know, very persistent, uh, so makulit, no? Very persistent to follow. Because you know, he understands that he was invited to be a disciple. And, and to inherit the anointing, you have to be a son. <laughs> Not just a disciple, but in a level uh, of trust and, and love and, 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 and loyalty. You know, hallelujah. So that's what happened. Now to close it, uh, let's talk about Paul and Timothy and Dimas relationship compared. Let's compare uh, Paul's relationship to Timothy and Paul's relationship to Demas. Okay. Uh, Philippians chapter 2. Okay. Philippians chapter 2 verse 19. Mm -hmm. I hope in the Lord Jesus, I, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon that I also may be cheered when I receive news from about you. Mm. Verse 20. I have no one else like him mm -hmm. who will show genuine concern, concern for your welfare. 21. For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. Okay, what do you think? Verse 21, last part. Ah, uh, 22, I'm sorry. Verse 22, 22. last part. So, Timoth Timothy has uh, proved himself as a son. Yeah, that was he, that's why Timothy was commended, okay, to be sent. Because he, he I mean, uh, the Apostle Paul was optimistic that Timothy is, uh, is going to do it. He's going to do what he want done. Yes instructed in, in the church. And that is why uh, uh, Paul mentioned that. In, in other version, uh, let me see. In, uh, in other version, in verse 22, it says, But you know, Timothy, his qualifications, that like a son working with his father, he served with me in advancing the gospel. So you see, it's a, a, a father and son relationship. This is the, the family kind of relationship. I think Paul... Um, Paul, in this, uh, in this uh, book, in Philippians, 
he is um, recommending Timothy, mm. he's commending Timothy to the Philippians. That mm. here's my son who's uh, trustworthy mm. and uh, is going to, um, there's no one else like him. Mm. He has a genuine concern for your welfare. Mm. And, you know, all praises good siya kay Timothy. That's right. So, gikomend good niya. Yes. That's why, again, Timothy has adapted the mindset, the vision, the likes, the desires of the Apostle Paul. That's why instead of the Apostle Paul going to the Philippians. Philippian church, he will send Timothy because Timothy will accomplish the same thing. That's right. Okay, so again, going back, just like the Elijah-Elisha thing, is that the anointing, the vision, is being passed down. Okay? So, uh, the same manner with Timothy, it's being passed down. I mean, the po Paul's uh, vision, desire, uh, is passed down. So, Timothy is uh, assumed to, uh, to fulfill the, the desire of Paul regarding the, the Philippian, Philippian family, church. church. Okay? So, uh, but, you know, there, uh, we see the opposite uh, with... Uh, Demas, okay? Who is Demas first? Who is he? Now, Demas, I don't know if you have it yes. yet. Yes. In Philippians? Okay. In Philemon. Okay, in Philemon. Philemon, uh, chapter 1, verse 24, was mentioned as a fellow worker, but not as a son. Okay, so Demas was one of the fellow workers, okay? Um, because, but first, the, the, the first worker that the Apostle Paul mentioned was Epapras. Okay, remember? Epapras. He said, a fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus sends greetings to you and so do Mark. Aristarchus. Okay, Aristarchus. Another disciple. Demas and Dr. Luke, my fellow workers. So they, they're all workers. Now in Colossians, okay. In Colossians uh, 4, 14. Verse 14, Demas was mentioned as an active worker who served alongside with uh, Dr. Luke. That's right. I mean, doc, Dr. Luke is the, uh, actually a physician, okay? And uh, the one who wrote the book of the Gospel of Luke. <laughs> okay, so Colossians 4.14, our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Demas sends greetings. So that's Colossians 4.14. So again, uh, Demas is a fellow worker and what kind of worker? An, an active, active worker. Okay, he is an active, not a passive. Uh, second, but uh, in, in Second Timothy uh, chapter, chapter four, verse ten, Demas was mentioned as a deserter or okay. not loyal. Okay, now he's, he's, he's a deserter. Okay, so what's the point? I thought. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let, let me read to you Second Timothy four nine to eleven. You don't have it, right? No, it's not there. No. So, okay, verse 9, it says, Do your best to come to me quickly. Verse 10, For Demas, because he loved this world, so that he left for another reason. Okay, he said, Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica. Okay? Crescens has gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia. So, the, the other guys went for a mission, except for Demas, who left for another reason, okay? 
Na it, it did not, you know, the Bible does not tell us maybe some other work or what. Business siguro. Okay, anyway. It, business is, doing business is not bad, okay? But the, the, the yeah, frontline even, ministry... Yeah, even Paul was a tent maker yes, at the he, time. Yes, he's a tent maker. So he's in business at the same time. Uh -huh. he's, yes, yes, he's an entrepreneur. He's, mm -hmm. uh, but still, uh, still, he is very much involved in the ministry. Yeah, but the, the thing with Demas, verse 10 says, For Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me. Baka nag-asawa. No, not, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so, but uh, I think they have a vision, they have a plan, they have a strategy, but then he went owl, okay? So anyway, maybe. Whatever that, that's a maybe. Whatever is, we don't really know. Left. Okay, whatever <laughs> we don't really know. He left. Yes, that's right. The point is he left. Okay, verse 11 says, only Luke is with me. Okay, only Dr. So that Luke. was Timothy speaking. Uh, I think it's uh, Paul. It's, it's Paul. Paul. Only Luke is with him because Dr. Oh, yeah, Luke yeah. has to take care of Paul. Okay, okay. okay? Uh, get Mark and bring him with you. So, okay, and because he is helpful to me in my ministry. So you see, uh, they are assisting the Apostle Paul. Mm. Okay, they, 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 they are helping him in the ministry. So they work together. Verse 12, I sent Tai. Kiku, okay, oh, how do you pronounce this? Tai Chikus to Ephesus. Okay, whatever that name is, how Tychikos. it's pronounced, but you just read it and pronounce it however you want it. Okay, so mm -hmm. verse 13, when you come, bring the cloak that I left, okay, uh, with Carpus at Troas, 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 and my scrolls and especially my parchments. If that this is today, you say, oh, I, I left my laptop, I left my iPad, yeah, please bring it. <laughs> or the writings of Paul. Okay, the writings, okay. And then, uh, etc. And so if you're a leader, and you know, uh, you experience uh, some people uh, leaving you, deserting you, well, that's fine, you, you get used to it, okay? Because if you read verse 16, it says, at at my defense, no one came to my support. This is the Apostle Paul, verse 16. He said, but everyone deserted me. Wow. <laughs> Even Jesus himself, there was a time when they left him. Mm. Okay? But he said, I am not alone. The Father is with me. Okay? So, there will be times when we, we feel betrayed and, 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 you know, we were left on ourselves all, all alone. But remember, during these times of testings, uh, challenges, Look unto Jesus. Okay? Stay loyal because your loyalty might be, is being tested. You know? Who knows? Okay? So, be prepared in whatever circumstances, uh, whatever situation you're facing because God is constantly monitoring our hearts, how we react, how we respond to people, to things, to situations, to events. To everything, okay? And so uh, one day, on the day of reckoning, we are going to be rewarded according to what we did. That's okay? right. Uh, judgment of works. So guys, um, I hope you learned something. To, oh, no, no. There, one verse that I gave John, Pahabul, um, is John 8.34. Okay? This is all of these scriptures that we read and discussed with you are... All pointing to point number five, which is the compatibility of loyalty in the family in a family setting. So John eight thirty five, 
says, Now a slave has no permanent place in the family. Okay? Because a slave is, on, is there for a moment. I mean, for the time being where the, 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 the servant is being hired to be a helper, to help in the household chores or watch the kids or cook or whatever. Okay? It says, verse 35, Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. Okay, who was, who's speaking here? It's the Lord. It's Jesus. Okay? But a son belongs to it forever. Now, if you try to check the context, the context is different. Look, verse 34 says, Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. So he was talking about being a slave, a slave. to sin. Verse 36, So if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. So he was referring to him as the Son of God who has the power and authority to forgive sins and to deliver us from the power of sin. So you are free indeed. Meaning to say, because he is the Son of God and he has the authority, now you can be drafted in, you can be adopted as children of God. Now that's good news. But there is this principle in verse 35 that says, a son belongs to it forever in a family. So, so friends, uh, my own, the, the, the only point that we want to drive is that, you know, family, you know, what makes uh, everyone in the family stick together is the family thing. It's the family dynamics. It's, it's love. It's trust. It's be, be, being uh, interdependent. You know, it's the bond. You know, from the day you were born, from your mother, <laughs> okay, that your mother brought you out into this world, you start to uh, be fed, uh, breastfed, and, 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 and you receive the, the you care. have proximity, all the care, the mm. love. The, you see, these things are part of, you know, what a family is... Uh, uh, it's all about, okay? <laughs> and you, you, you don't feel lonely. You feel you belong. There's so many things, you know, to define what a family is. And, and, and if you're a son, you belong to it. That's why you, you, you stay together. That's right. Uh, there's this, that saying, a family that prays together stays together. <laughs> and, and that is true because that is one thing that's a common ground that you do together. Okay, so if it's in a family context, it's in a family setting, mm. meaning say you are doing things together. There is that word togetherness. Okay, that's why if you belong to, 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 to if you're a son, you belong to the family. And, 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 and there is the, the essence of togetherness. Amen? And, so the, the, and loyalty will be is being developed. Yes, and in a, a natural family. Yes, in a natural family set, byproduct. Naturally, it will just be there. Yeah, it will just manifest. Okay, it will just come out. Okay, it will. Uh, it's a it, it's a byproduct. Yeah, okay? maybe for some, uh, maybe um, you have you felt that your parents did not really care for you, but you have your guardians. And uh, you have your mentors mm -hmm. that uh, cared for you. Mm -hmm. um, somehow, um, the loyalty is uh, developed 
in their yeah, the, the, there's in a the lot of young people who who you know express their gratitude mm. because you know they they live in a broken home broken family but then because of the church okay they were you know helped you know they, emotionally they were fed hallelujah the vacuum was you know filled and yesterday while we have a family meeting uh there there, there is one of uh, the, the students who said that uh, i i really felt at home coming to maranatha you know uh, i've been through many places different uh, churches but you know i i really felt i belong to maranatha something like that now she she really expressed it and i was we were listening uh, while she said that we we did not tell her to you know share that but it's just an overflow from the heart she just you know share and, and and it's a blessing to hear that the the family thing really helps and it's helping a lot of people you know there, there's so many churches the churches belongs to the lord jesus christ the churches of the lord jesus who are doing the same thing amen that's our mission you know god sends the lonely in families that's i think in psalm 68 okay in families god sends the solitary to families because mm -hmm. they god doesn't want you to be lonely okay so that's why you know um we have families so you see the importance of being in a family okay uh, where you can express your love your loyalty that's why uh at, in many cases you know my, my pastor always tells me hey uh, you don't really belong to me you belong to the lord jesus christ you can make uh, your decision if you want to do you know things if you want to uh to transfer or something like that okay he was like uh, he's not really pushing me away but in a sense he but just wants he's he just just giving want, you options yes yeah. he just want to give me freedom he just doesn't want me to feel i'm being choked by his leadership that's the kind of leader i have that's the kind of mentor i have he does not control you or try to manipulate you He's, he will tell you you are there you, you decide you 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 can see better you can, okay you can uh, oh, um, um, oversee well, yes i mean you can uh, judge better because you know i am in the field all right so but he said that uh, don't feel you're being controlled, you're, you know, manipulated and things. We, he doesn't want it. So he, he gives me, he always tells me, okay, if you think you have to move, you have to transfer, you can, okay? I don't want you to feel that I, you are being choked. But you know what? Loyalty. Remains. Remains. Even if he sends me away, it doesn't matter. Okay, I, I, I'm hearing it, but I'll stay. Okay, I have no problem with his, with with his God, <laughs> with him serving, with everything that the Lord has done through him, through his life, and I, and, and yeah, the same thing with the Paul and Timothy, you know, the same thing with the Elijah Elisha thing, you know, we're not after material things, but we are after a God ordained, divine appointed meeting. And, and 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 connection okay so that's it if you know that the lord brought you to some uh to a leader who have impacted your life and you think the lord has 
Use this leader to feed you, to strengthen you, to teach you, to establish you in faith in the Lord, in the principles of the kingdom of God. And you have become fruitful and, 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 and all of these things. If you think they have contributed much, maybe God has ordained them over you. Okay? And so it's not hard to recognize that. Okay? You, know, you can go to a church and learn nothing. Okay? Because it's, mm. not, your, it's not your language. or it's, oh, No, no, not language. It's not your... You see, every church has their own culture. identity and culture. So if it does not fit you, you can't. It's hard. Do you understand? So my point is um, there is always this part where it is God who ordains people to come together to meet. It's no coincidence. That's so right. if, that's why I'm telling people in church, okay, I, I'm telling people, okay, I'm telling people that if you're not learning if here, if you're not growing here, and you think, you know, go find another church, okay? We're turning, we're, we're, we're turning, <laughs> we're telling people that they can go find another church if they think they're not blessed, they're not growing much, they cannot connect, they cannot identify. What's the use of staying in our church and you're not learning? But you are not driving them away. Yeah, but we're not driving you away. But we also know from scriptures that there are many Incidents like this, like the Elijah, Elisha, the, the Paul, and, uh, you know, they, 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 they seem to, like, uh, drive them away, but the loyal will still come back. Okay? They will come back. I, I, I read a poster, poster that says, uh, the picture in the poster uh, is, a, is a, a, a horse. Okay? The, a wild horse. Uh, and it says, um, if you love him, let him go. If it's for you, if he comes back, if he comes back, it's, it's for, for you. you. Something it's like that. It's meant for you. It's meant for you. So anyway, guys, so we love you. Mopo daw na sa uyab. If it's uh, truly yours, will come back. But um, um, I was just uh, taken aback by this uh, scripture that the that Jesus. Uh, also has said in uh, John 15, abide in me, hmm. remain in me. There's a benefit, a lot of benefits uh, when you remain uh, loyal yeah. in the Word and uh, with our Savior. I really like to use plants as an analogy because you see, a plant... Once the, the plant or the trunk grew branch, it's, it's really attached. But reading uh, uh, the analogy in, in John 15, according to Jesus, that the branch has a prerogative to decide whether to remain, to remain or not. Or not. <laughs> and that the gardener, which is the heavenly father, has the right to remove to branches remove that are, you know, he wanted to remove or some branches to be trimmed down. What's another word for prune. prune? So that the branch will be more fruitful. So th there is that um, uh, options, right? In, in John chapter 15. To remain mm -hmm. or not to remain. Uh -huh. But the, the point is, I am the vine, you are the branches. So understood and it is expected that you remain loyal to Jesus. Once you are in Christ, remain loyal because you are attached 
to the vine. Mm. We are the branches, we are attached to the vine. Okay? So, remain loyal to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davao on Facebook where we also stream our church service. Again, that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo. We hope to see you there. God bless.